I've always had something in me. And even if you look at my human design, it's I literally feel and see fear differently. Of course, I still feel like I'm human. I have human biology. I literally like see it. It's like outside of me and outside of people. And when I was 19, my friend gave me that book. And it essentially the premise of the book was like, literally just do everything you're afraid of. And so when I was 19, I just started literally seeking out everything I was afraid of. Hello, friends. What is your relationship with fear? Well, that is the question we are pondering today. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Nita, and welcome to The Brave Table. This is your destination, your oasis to be all things a little bit more brave, brave in your actions, brave in your relationships, and brave in your life. And today we are talking about all things fear. How does fear run your life? How has fear in the past held you back? Maybe it's held you back from having difficult conversations, or maybe the same kinds of pattern keeps arising in your life, in relationships, in setbacks, in challenges, in moments. But do you ever or have you ever noticed where is that fear stemming from? Well, I have today Ben Harris, who is a fear alchemist, and he's an intuitive guide. Now, after years of coaching artists, writers, healers, and athletes to break free from their fear to unlock their massive true potential, he has created a groundbreaking method to help anyone do the same. His new course, Fear Alchemy, takes you on a self-guided journey to identify the root of your fear that's actually holding you back. Perhaps maybe that is still holding you back or has held you back in the past and provides you with all of the tools to help you liberate yourself from it. Now, when it comes to transmuting fear, there is no one better to learn from than Ben. You will absolutely love this episode because we go into conquering fear by seeking it out, by literally pulling at the threads and I'm actually going to share my episode where I was interviewed on Ben's podcast and I'll put it in the show notes, but it was a profound experience because he actually takes me through the exact same process we talk about in this episode. And we talk about what happens when what you do and when you do it and why that is so scary. How fear is the massive invitation to the next level of your expansion and your growth especially your healing, and why following that fear will guide you into your own freedom, and so much more. So let's welcome this week on The Brave Table, Ben Harris. You look excited for this card, so I'm looking forward to hearing I am. I'm like, okay, so I just picked our card, and here's what it says. I'm a beacon of love. As I grow to love and respect myself, I emanate love to everyone around me. Mm. And then choose one small act of kindness that you can do today. Maybe it's paying for the coffee for the person in line or paying a stranger a compliment. As you spread love and kindness, you attract it to you. All right. I love this because we are actually talking all about fear. That's right. With the fear guy, yes. <laughs> Ben. Yes. So, and mm-hmm. I, I was so excited for this conversation for so many reasons. And it's very fitting for your show. 
It is very fitting, Mm -hmm. right? So the opposite of love is fear. And so I want to know your journey. How did you get into this work? I feel like your name Mm -hmm. keeps coming up. We did that amazing live together and there were so many comments and even DMs after of just like, who is this person? That's cool. He cracked me open. I mean, so I just want to start there. (laughs) Well, it's funny that you say that. Like I just got a letter. I hosted a river retreat a few months ago. And then someone sent me a card because one of the exercises in the retreat was like picking a word that we're going to like choose to integrate. And it was crazy because yesterday is my birthday and they sent this card and the word that I chose was celebration. Mm -hmm. So just like this crazy synchronicity. But what she wrote in the card was super heartfelt for me because I could tell the way that she was writing it. Like she sent cards to everybody who attended the retreat and reflected to how she sees them and how she said she sees me. She's like, I'm not even sure if you know what you're doing or how simple and easy, but it's like you do it so subtly. And I think that's part of your magic. So why I'm saying that is because probably some of those people are like, like, what was that? And like, even for you, the questions is it's part of me have honestly like coming more home and like loving myself is like owning that part of me of like, it can be subtle and it can be gentle and it also can be powerful and confident and like upfront when it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And so part of that journey, before I was 19, I was a rapper back in the day. No. And so I'll show you a video after this. No, you were and a so, rapper. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the book 40 Laws of Power? Mm-hmm. Yep. So he wrote a sequel and it's called The 50th Law, which is with the rapper 50 Cent. Oh, wow. And so it essentially it comprises, you know, these laws into one more law. And it's like, why was 50 Cent so successful? And it was because of his fearlessness. And so I've always had something in me. And even if you look at my human design, it's I literally feel and see fear differently. Of course, I still feel like I'm human. I have human biology. But like, I literally like see it. Like I, it's like outside of me and outside of people. And so in when I was 19, my friend gave me that book. And it essentially the premise of the book was like, literally just do everything you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. And so when I was 19, I just started literally seeking out everything I was afraid of. Okay, like what? Take us through some of these things. <laughs> so one of and them. first of all, happy birthday. <laughs> happy you. personal new year. Thank you. It's amazing to celebrate. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. One of them was I entered a rap contest in Brooklyn. And I was not good at all yet. I was terrified. And I literally just had to go perform on stage and you like went against people. Hmm. And I was like 19 white kid <laughs> from Utah. Like just from Utah. Like just in this oh place I had like no business being in. Yeah. And like even just a simple one was like anytime I was afraid of like asking a girl, I would go do it. So just or even when I was in university of like I was scared of speaking. And so I'd always volunteer to be the first one to like present in class and stuff like that. So just little things I started to like accumulate and practice over and over and over again. And then if you fast forward to when I discovered, quote unquote, the fear guy, it was March of 2020. And I literally believe, and I know this, 
not just for me, but for everybody that the pandemic happened for me. Mm -hmm. So literally as soon as the world shut down, I was meditating. I was nomadic, you know, going place to place wherever my intuition was taking me. Where were you going while everything was shut down? So I didn't know. Like I literally was just driving. But it's actually cool. Right before it happened, I was actually in Austin. Mm. And then I hosted my first retreat in San Diego. And in that retreat, I hired a lot of facilitators to come because it was my first one. I was like, I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to do one. Mm -hmm. And then half of the people didn't show up because of the pandemic. People were starting to get nervous. And so that literally gave me the opportunity and the space to step up. And I didn't know what I was going to talk about until that morning of the workshop. And literally like fear and freedom came in. And so that was the first time I ever really talked about fear and it went so well. And then four days after that retreat, the world shut down and I was in a meditation. And the fear guy came in and then I just asked like, am I on the right path? And I got immediate chills. Like such big confirmation. Like I got emotional. Mm. And then in a week or two, I completely rebranded my business. Wow. And then I signed four clients the first week and then like the rest is history. Wow. Wow. So take us through, because you, you, you said a lot <laughs> yeah. of things to really for us to unpack this, because I feel like most people, most listeners come here mm-hmm. because they want to have more brave conversations. Yeah. They want to have more brave actions in their life. They want to get brave in their relationships. And what I'm hearing from you is like, okay, from the very beginning, you've had this different association with fear. Correct. And so help us unpack that. What do you think it's attributed to? For and, me personally? Yeah, for you personally. Or what have you seen or maybe how you've processed it in your mind mm. so that you're just doing the thing anyway that most people like shy away from. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I'm not going to do the things that I want to do or I'm just going to like dim it down or maybe I, I won't. I'll do just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, so take us through like that process for you. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good question because if you look at fear, right, it's literally the first function as a human and our main thing is to survive. So you can draw anything back to fear because it's like you're trying to feel safe. Mm -hmm. Like we have two forces inside of our body as a human. One is to like stick to safety because it literally feels like we might die. It feels Mm -hmm. like danger. It feels unpredictable. It feels uncertain, which equals death. Yeah. And then two is the other forces like pushing us forward. Like we're always like, do I stay safe or do I go out into the unknown? And I came across this Tony Robbins quote again yesterday, which is something like the success or like of your life is like proportional to the amount of uncertainty you're um, able to, like, to I'm butchering yeah, it. Like, yeah, it's like the, the yeah. amount of uh, uncertainty you're willing to take or embrace, but it's huge. Yeah, it's like literally, and I like I was like, wow, that's so true about my life. Like seriously, the amount of uncertainty that I've been able to navigate and hold literally is everything. Mm-hmm. And so like even at a young age, like another small story is when I first started rapping in high school, again, like no business, like people were making fun of me. And I wasn't good at all. But it was like literally just something inside me was like, I love this. And someone asked me to perform my first performance at a school assembly. And I remember that visceral feeling inside of my body. Like truly, I was terrified and I wanted to say no. 
But I had those two forces inside of me, right? It was like, <gasps> yes. It was like, I just had to say yes. Like, I don't even remember how, but I was just like, yeah, I'll do it. It was just like immediate, mm. even though I was like, uh, like so terrified to do it. Yeah. And so it's like, I've kind of done things subconsciously in that way. But then once I read that book, I'm like, oh, it just clicked for me. Like it literally just makes sense. It's like everything I desire is on the other side of fear. Mm -hmm. And I know people probably have heard that quote, but like that really is the truth. Is like, so to me, it's very simple. It's binary. It's like literally, like if I want to be the best person, then I've got to do the thing that I'm afraid of. Yeah. Like I literally can't live with myself. Like I can't even feel like that energy and emotion surging through me right now. Is like, I can't imagine not doing it. Like it would eat me. Like I can't imagine the pain and sadness and regret that I would have if I didn't do the thing that I've been afraid to do or nervous to do or hesit hesitant to do. Mm -hmm. Because I know like that's calling me into like what I'm meant for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just want everybody to like land with that because it's huge. So, so many of us are not okay with uncertainty. So many mm -hmm. of us are, I mean, it's a, it's a rare breed for people to be like, all right, come on. I like the uncertainty yeah. of things. And even in my own background growing up, there was so much uncertainty in my life for a good portion of my early upbringing into like my twenties even because I didn't even know how to unpack a lot of that uncertainty. Mm. And so while it, I feel like contributed to like early success in things, and now we can look back and all right, Tony Robbins has a quote mm -hmm. on that. And I think that, you know, you're so right where it's almost like what I'm hearing is like, there's this piece, like mm. it's, there's the fear is there, but you're like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to just go. Yeah, it's like how I put it is like fear is an invitation to my next level of expansion. Mm. It's like so many people avoid it, right? People don't even know that they're feeling fear. Yeah. But it's like literally no, any type of avoidance, procrastination, anxiety, any type of overwhelm, anything you are avoiding is because you're afraid of something. And so it's like, well, why are you avoiding it? Why are you hiding from it? Why are you not telling the truth? You know, it's like any of those things that you're not, in your authentic expression or in your truth is like, because there's a fear beneath that. Mm -hmm. But if I feel that feeling, then it's what you said at the beginning is like, it's the opposite or whatever you want to say. Like it is the opposite of love, but at the same time it isn't like I view it as like fear is love in disguise mm. because it's fear is protecting you from something because it loves you. Mm-hmm. And really, if you want to get esoteric, right, it's like love is the, really the only thing that exists. Mm -hmm. So it's like fear is a distorted, misguided version of love that is just obvious for like our human selves because it's trying to literally keep us alive. Like I posted something on Instagram a month or two ago and I had no idea that it would be polarizing. Mm. And it was and it like shocked me. What was it? It was like literally a five second thing. And it was kind of like a catchy, like real TikTok thing. And the beginning was like, say something that you know you'll get hate for, but is that you think is truth or whatever. And then the next slide or whatever was just like, if you're unhappy, then you're choosing it. 
And so like, of course, I understand that's a general statement. It's like, yeah, there's so many more factors than just like a five second reel. (laughs) Right. But like at the base of it, like when I said that and people literally were like coming at me and like, I felt like the physical visceral fear of my body. Mm. And I remember like, I was like, okay, like, let me just get off for a minute. And then, but my body and my mind wanted to pick up the phone. Okay. And why that is, is because like my body literally was trying to look for the threat that it was trying to protect me from. Yeah. So I was like, I literally felt like there is danger that I need protecting from. And then I literally just took a few deep breaths and then I asked myself, Ben, is there danger? Like, are you actually like look around physically? Like, are you in danger? And the answer was no. I was like, okay, cool. And then that was like able to like move through that. Uh, more easily. Mm. So I'm not sure if I answered your question, but there you go. Oh. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, and that's such a real example because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, even in a lot of the communities and when we've talked about fear and, you know, overcoming fear and challenges in your business or taking that leap to do something new, you know, in, in my next book, That Suck Now What, I talk a lot about exposing yourself to good stress mm-hmm. because if you're exposing yourself to good stress you know we're reframing that fear piece but you're starting to actually start okay like doing the things you wouldn't normally do like if it's jumping in a cold plunge yeah. for 10 seconds and mm-hmm. that's the best example i could give mm-hmm. because it's a physical fear nobody wants to even myself mm-hmm. i think i've had videos just recently like i haven't <laughs> been able to sit in a cold plunge for more than 30 seconds and we know that you know the scientific thoughts are if you, you're supposed to you know after like the one minute mark like the first minute is like the worst yep. and like you know just breathe through it i already know know that and I'm still afraid of it. Yep. You know, and you're like, cause because why? I don't feel I don't want to feel my my fingers tingly. And I even said, <laughs> I'm like, but I think I might have rain odds. Like, you know, the, <laughs> like my yeah. my toes and my fingers get really cold. Can I just keep my hands out? But it's this idea that we're so wanting to avoid this pain yet all right, so go ahead and start with 10 seconds. I know some of the big experts out there would be like, do not do that. But maybe (laughs) it's just like that gradual exposure. And fine, we're using an example like a physicality of like cold plunge. But what about leaning into those difficult conversations or telling somebody, hey, that really hurt when you said that. And I don't know how we can build a bridge from here, or maybe it's going to take more time, right? Instead of holding it in, holding it in and not sharing what's really on our minds to then come from, like you said, that place of love. And I love so much your redirection of fear that in my mind, when you were saying that fear is just that protection, it reminded me of like, okay, that, you know, grandma, like the grandma bear or the mama bear that's like trying to protect, you know, the little love, the cub, yet the little love has to go out on their own and do things on their own. And it's not going to have mama there all the time. And that's like that fear piece, you know, that you were talking about. So how have you been able to, you know, you talked a lot about the retreats that you are mm-hmm. creating. What do people experience then at these retreats with you? And there's another concept that I want to dive into and unpack with you as well. So it's like really simply is like 
it's always evolving, like the retreats, but more specifically, I launched something recently. It's my first like self-guided course. And so what I discovered through working the past few years with fear is you get to the answer really quick Mm. (laughs) because you're literally going to the root of like, why don't I want to do the thing? Even like money or success is like the reason you're resistant to it is because you have two conflicting desires. It's like, yeah, I want to be more successful. And why am I resisting it is because, oh, maybe I think it's prideful. Maybe I have more responsibility. Maybe it's like, then I have more to lose. So you're always having two conflicting desires. And so what I learned through so many different people is, in my experience, and of course I'm biased, is like, honestly, like fear reveals where you're not free. So if you want to be free and if you want to reach your highest potential and your truth, like go to the fear. If, of course, you have to be brave, but it's literally like gently and softly guiding you into like, okay, what is the thing that I believe that I need to be protected from? Mm -hmm. And even as an example of my own life recently is like, again, it's my birthday yesterday Mm -hmm. and I realized I've been digging deep into money and success recently. And I realized I've subconsciously not, like I didn't believe that I deserved like massive success and amounts of money. Mm. Meaning because it's like, as a kid, we struggled financially. And so I remember not wanting to ask for what I want Mm -hmm. because I knew we couldn't have it. And I didn't want to put pressure on my mom. And so like me being like the good kid and the like easygoing person, I was like, okay, I see that. So I can't ask for what I want, which essentially means I don't deserve it. So now it's like, no, like I do deserve loads of money. So that's just one example of like literally following your fear will guide you into like your freedom. And so I literally follow my own thing. It's like, okay, cool. What am I afraid of? Oh, like asking for help. And even in my birthday, like I'm afraid to ask for what I want on my birthday. Mm. until yesterday, like I literally made a list of like, here's what I want. Here's what I want to do. Yeah. And so I'm afraid of what I'm asking for. Why is that? Follow the prompts. And it's like, oh, I don't believe like I can't even ask for it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not good enough, etc. Mm-hmm. So that's just a quick example of like following the fear gets you to the root and then we're able to reframe it from there. Oh. Yeah. And a lot of times it is as to what you were saying. And I want to acknowledge you there because when we're stripping back the layers, many times it is the way we were brought up. And many times it is maybe either a fragment or a story that we told ourselves about money or something happened with a family member or just like what was modeled to us growing up where we then make this meaning in our minds. And then it kind of just like leads that vision or this like mantra subconsciously or consciously. And I love that you've got this like process now to really tackle and and go into it. And what I really love about your demeanor, and I want to kind of unpack this for everyone in the audience. And, and when we did that IG live, you're so present 
Mm. And that's one of the things <laughs> that I picked on yeah. like so quick. Your essence kind of allows us to just like ground in fully, which mm-hmm. is what I loved. Thank you. And you mentioned something at the start of the interview around like the ability to, you know, I forgot the word that you used, but there's on the one hand, be confident and powerful, yet on the other hand, you know, soft. Yeah. And you are like biologically an integrated man. Mm-hmm. And so how has the whole idea of the masculine and the feminine mm-hmm. play a role into this next embodiment of yourself as, you know, the fear guy, yeah. yet also really tuning into your feminine side. And if you can speak to that for folks who may not be as familiar with, with that. Man, I appreciate that question. And I appreciate you seeing that. Thank you. That's a good question. Because it's like, I've definitely swung to both sides. And right now I'm in a phase of probably you would define it as more masculine. Meaning like what I just mentioned before, of like literally claiming what I want. Because like, even if you look at my background, it's I grew up with a single mom who was in survival mode. So she needed to control things. And because my dad was gone, I essentially became the partner father figure. And, but then, right, is like, obviously I'm a kid. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> so, yeah. and then I like, that's a lot to hold yeah. as a kid. And then I become subservient to a controlling feminine who's not like, again, love my mom. Yeah. And she's into all this stuff fully. But so why I bring that up is because that's really influenced me. I'm really good at going with the flow and trusting. And even what I've discovered recently about uncovering my limiting beliefs with money success is like, I even believed that like, in essence, money's impure or mm. like, just go with the flow. But right now it's like, I'm coming into a point where it's like, no, like claiming like what I want, like now this is happening. Yeah. And so that's that masking of like, here's the plan, here's the strategy, here's what I want, let's go get it. Mm-hmm. And so... I definitely have that feminine aspect growing up around, you know, women and like trusting and flowing that goes into like even people pleaser stuff. And so, and then even just like healing that of when you say like integrated, I feel it's cool to be in it and have you ask that question because I do feel like integrated and embodied and like Mm -hmm. of really knowing who I am and knowing even that like subtle grounded the version of me like is just me like I used to think that was like I took it as a compliment but at the same time I didn't think it was good enough yeah because I'm comparing myself to a more loud mm. charismatic to- like let's just use like Tony Robbins you know it's like <laughs> that's a totally different hyper masculine yeah right <laughs> yeah. like that's totally we love, we love Tony but yeah yeah like yeah. that's totally different than me right and so now I'm finally starting to really really appreciate like what I do it's not loud and it doesn't get attention easily and right from the start but like it's like allowing and that's even part of me and my mission right it's like it allows everyone to feel safe and invited into it instead of like let's go for your fear right now. You know, <laughs> right. let's do it. And I was like, hey. Let's jump in calls. Yeah. Firewalk. Yeah. It's like, when you're ready, mm-hmm. like, let's do it. Mm. And like, even just that statement, it's like, ugh. Like it's more, it's like melts the fear. Yeah. It's more inviting. Yeah. 
And it's, you know, and which is why I feel like there's that essence and presence and this welcoming of there's no judgment either way, but here it's a softer approach. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm still like, let's freaking go. Like, mm-hmm. cause it's like, I know, and I still get frustrated. Yeah. Cause it's like, I know the answer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, if people know about human design, I'm a projector. So it's like, I really see mm-hmm. like, but I have to make sure people are ready to go there before mm-hmm. I reveal it. And so that's been frustrating for me too, of just like allowing people to feel ready and me not trying to convince or force or fix them. Yeah. So big. Mm-hmm. Oh, so big. So as we turn the tables here, what are you braving <laughs> at this stage of life? Dang. I mean, I'm brave stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just gave a few examples, but more specifically is like like in my business, like, yeah, again, trusting the process and trusting that there's a path and there's, you know, patience and like a process to everything. But at the same time, like not hiding behind this vagueness of word, like mm-hmm. I guess, like being vague. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, here's truly like what I desire, mm-hmm. how I'm going to get there. And one of those ways is my first big goal is like 100K a month. Yeah. I know that's like, that's an arbitrary number. But to me, that's just like that. It's not necessarily the what, like it's really cool about the money, but it's like who I will become once that happens. Yes. And who it's almost like, who do you need to become? Exactly. And so let's, can you unpack that mm-hmm. for us? Because that's a vulnerable share. It's stepping yeah. into your power. Yep. But what I'm hearing is it has nothing to do uh, with the money. It has everything to do with the embodiment of that. Yeah. Like it's rarely about money, right? It's like, of course, money is great and it has tools and like resources, but it's like, for me speaking personally, it's, am I willing to be seen? It's like, like it's scary, right? It's like literally like that example I gave about being like criticized on social media. Some, like I have that evidence that my mind is like, but no, like this could happen. And so it's slowly and surely, but really like bringing that lion out inside of me of like, no, it's time mm-hmm. to like really claim it and like still allow that like soft gentle side to be seen but at the same time of it's not about the money it's about like my leadership it's about um claiming my power it's about holding that responsibility it's about really holding myself accountable to that bigger energy of quote-unquote success Mm -hmm. and so that's to me what it represents it's not just like sweet i hit it awesome it's oh like the person that i become to reach that is really what I'm after. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so good. Cause it, what I'm hearing is it almost the questions that come to mind is, well, who is this person Yeah. and what are their habits and who are they spending their time with and what books are they reading and what risks are they taking or the fears that they're leaning yeah. into? Because somebody who's, you know, making X amount is probably not going to lean into the same fears that's making a hundred K a month. And mm. so it's really stepping into that next version of, of your becoming. Exactly. Oh, so good. So good. So what does bravery mean to you? <laughs> I love it. I mean, it simply said it's, and I think, I mean, this is so 
apropos for <laughs> for my whole life. But it's because I get the question a lot of like, what is the fear guy afraid of? I was like, a lot. Like, I'm definitely afraid of a lot of things. And they continue to reveal themselves with time as I come across new things. Like, before I had a family, I didn't realize, like, I was actually completely afraid of, like, commitment and, like, true love. You know, it was like, because I was afraid of being hurt and had a fear of abandonment. But I didn't know that was a thing until, like, I actually felt that and it was time. Mm -hmm. So it's like all of those things will continue to reveal themselves when it's time. And so bravery isn't being fearless. It's not like we definitely think bravery or courage is when we look at people doing those things, it's like, oh, they're different. Or, oh, they truly don't feel fear. They're not afraid. They're not nervous. It's like, no, those, trust me, I've interviewed a lot. I've coached a lot. I've studied a lot. Those people are actually the most afraid. Mm-hmm. because they're doing the biggest things and taking the biggest risks. Yep. And so that's what bravery is to me, is like using, like knowing you're afraid and that you could lose, knowing that you could hurt and still doing that thing. Mm. In one word that describes a season. Mm. There's a lot of words that are coming to mind. Can I break the rules and say more than one? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However you want to interpret. Yeah, I mean, the word yesterday where I was like, celebration so mm. i'll pick one and just like stepping into that energy because mm. i do what i want and what i love on most days most of the time mm. but the difference what i noticed yesterday is like i just was in a different frequency and energy of celebration and it felt completely different mm. i was like i usually get a smoothie i usually go to the gym but this time it was coming with like i'm celebrating my life yeah so how can i bring that intention and energy into everything I do. Like truly, even just this conversation, like how freaking cool is it that this is what we're doing for life? Yeah. It's freaking incredible. Seriously. It's so true. And so I'm celebrating this and that I'm not in an office doing a nine to five job. (laughs) (laughs) Where can we get more info on you and where can our listeners like tap Mm -hmm. into more of Ben? And yes. all of the fear stuff. So my website is feeling-free.com. Instagram, The Fear Guy. I have a podcast that Nita's about to brave herself into. It's called The Fear Alchemist. And I'm pretty sure that's everything. Yeah, so I have a course, Fear Alchemy. I do one-on-one coaching retreats. So just go on Instagram, DM me if you're brave enough. So good. Well, thank you for sharing your wisdom. It's incredible to have somebody like you in our corner here in Austin to help us move through these big things. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm like, yeah, thank you for having me and seeing me and asking such intuitive questions and like feeling into it. Until next time on the Brave Table. I am so excited that you had a chance to witness the powerful Ben. And to connect with him more on everything that he has, you can go to the.fear.guy on Instagram and go ahead and find the Fear Alchemy course. You can find it here. It's also in the show notes. 
at feeling-free.com. Now, if you are just in the mode of conquering your fears, I would love for you to listen to episode 45, Trusting Your Intuition, Harnessing It for Good, and the Power of Uncomfortable Conversations with Caduce Philippe. You'll also love episode 71, How to Find the Power to Eliminate Your Limiting Beliefs with Shelly Lefko. And finally, episode 104, Coexisting with Fear, Building Confidence and Competence in Public Speaking with the one and only Trisha Brooke. And it's April, everyone. Spring is in the air. And if you have just come to this episode because someone shared something about the Brave Table, I want to be the first to welcome you. Welcome to your oasis. And I'm so, so glad that you have found this community here. If you have got the book of That Suck Now What and you have not gained all of the juicy morsels from it, what are you waiting for? Go ahead, put your order number in there and it's okay. You can go back to Amazon, find your order number, put it in thatsuckednowwhat.com so you can claim all of your juicy bonuses. And it's April. So we are giving away some of our favorite things throughout this month. We are celebrating you and those of you who are new to our community. Here's what we are doing. If you've loved this episode, go ahead and share it. And you can enter your chance to win by submitting a review on iTunes. We are giving away conversation card decks this month, affirmation card decks. These are all that suck now what, or even a printed journal, the official printed journal of That Suck Now What all throughout April. Winners are going to be announced on April 30th. And to enter, all you have to do is screenshot your five-star review and send it to support at globalgrit.co. Support at globalgrit.co. Thank you so, so much for being part of this community and allowing us to grow. We have now reached top 100 in the mental health category in all of iTunes. So we are so, so excited to share that with you. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time on The Brave Table.